welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hi, James. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Well, you know, just making gains. <laughs> yeah. Tons of gains. What are Tons you doing? Tons of gains, really? Yeah. Like working out? You doing more push-ups or what's no. going on here, man? GameStop, Silver, AMC. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bitcoin. Those gains. Yeah. The, the, the stock of the week that's shooting up hundreds and hundreds of percent. Yeah. That's what I should be doing, right? Right. Let's talk about that today. <laughs> good, good question. Good question. Let's talk through. I want to, yeah, we, we, we're bringing this up this week. We want to talk about the difference today between investing and speculating. Well, I'm just talking about GameStop, which is investing. Where's right. speculating come into play? That's what we're going to talk about the difference. Okay. We're going to talk about it. So where do you want to start? Yeah, investing is all about investing in things that are going to grow. GameStop is growing. AMC is growing. Who yeah. knows? By the time this is actually released, it may or may not be. Something Obviously, new I'm being will facetious be doing here. something. Yeah. But there will be something going on that is the next hot thing. Yes. How yeah. do I think about that as an investor, as someone that wants to be a good investor? There's these things going on that I'm hearing about. There's also things like the normal 401k, Roth IRA, whatever. Like how, how are those different? How should I be thinking about what I'm doing with my money? To be a good investor. Yep, uh, that's what we want to talk about today. Um, th- I think we need to fr- let's frame it. Let's just chat about framing it a little bit. Um, when you when I say uh, you're an investor, if I say I'm an investor, what do you, what does that make you think of? Someone that grows their money. Okay, I can grow it really fast. Yeah. Or I can grow it slow. Boring. Totally. But I'm I'm just straight up like what, when you think of an investor, what do you think of? Um, I guess don't think of it fast or slow as much as just amounts. What's going to grow my money the most amount mm. over some time. Yep. But what's going to grow it the most. Yep. And I think that's the, the, the key here is there's a spectrum, right? And that's kind of what we're trying to get at. There's a spectrum between being an investor and a speculator. Speculating, you could also kind of put as gambling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, on one side, you're being kind of pragmatic and you're taking a moment to think about, well, what do I actually need? And you're building something, a portfolio in a manner that should help you capture risk and return that you're willing to take. Um, and your chances of loss, if you have a long enough time to invest, should be relatively low. Mm-hmm. If instead you're going to go buy the next new hot thing and you're going to just pay attention to what the news cycle's doing and like who on uh, you know this chat forum is talking about taking it to like this other group or something like that and you go try to pile in on that, um, that is absolutely a form of gambling mm-hmm. and speculating. Mm-hmm. And one is designed to help you grow wealth over the long term and the other, while it might help you hold grow some wealth over a period of time, it could also burn you in a very bad way. Yeah. And I don't think that you should think of them as one and the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's obviously timely, which is why we're doing this episode. There's yeah. a lot going on with this. And who knows what the new 
thing will be even a few days from now when this is released. Right. But you've probably been getting a lot of questions. What are your thoughts on GameStop? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? And there's all kinds of different thoughts and like layers to what's going on. There's the principle of it all of, okay, the, the principle of the, what the hedge funds are doing or Robin Hood's doing or whatever. Then there's a the thought of like, is it a good investment? That question. Then there's a the question of how this can impact me in my portfolio. Is this going to take down the market? Like there's all these different layers to it. And so I think what we're honing on today is more, how does this fit within this, the confines of what an investment actually is? As you think about investing, Let's narrow in and talk about that and why investing works and why speculating should not be confused with investing. I think that there's a, you could even go a touch more refined than that. Who do you need to be most of the time? Or who do you want to be all of the time? It's kind of two different things, right? What does that mean? What I mean is I, I can be an investor all the time mm-hmm. and never have a fun little play account that I try to see what's going to win and lose because I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. I think of it as like a cowboy account. Mm-hmm. You know, if I went and took our our, if I took Amanda and my net worth and started trying to day trade stocks like uh, GameStop or Silver Futures or AMC, mm-hmm. I would be terrified really fast. But if I build a portfolio for me for twenty plus years, I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I just check in on it every once in a while. I have systems to check in on it to make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. Actually, I have an advisor who does that for me, mm-hmm. right? We talked about that before. Um, I can have some money that I do for fun over here, but I think we need to talk. My key for today is I want listeners to understand the difference between being an investor and being a speculator, and I want you to realize they are two totally different things, and I hope you don't think they're one and the same because it's because my, my fear is that this like the zeitgeist catching on to people talking about the stock market? People are so excited about people, you know, winning and getting to, to like pay off student loans and by buying one stock and selling it later that week. And I love that they get to go do that. But eventually, someone's going to buy that stock at the top who doesn't know, necessarily know enough about investing and they're not broadly diversified and they're going to end up getting holding that bag. And now they're going to think that the system is stacked against them. And I want them to know that that is not true. Mm-hmm. The system works if you put the system to work for you. Mm-hmm. And that is being an investor, not a speculator. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want this episode to be about. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think when people hear investing in well-diversified portfolio and invest for the long run and all that stuff, they get this mental picture of kind of slow, maybe a little boring, you know, yada, yada. And yeah. they hear this this concept of, Speculating, maybe not even speculating, but but the hot stock, what's happening, GameStop, yeah. and they think huge gains. Yeah. And what we're going to go through is we, I want to reframe that because the reason we invest instead of speculate isn't because we want to be slow and boring and blah, blah, blah. It's because I want to make the most amount of my money over time. Yeah. And the best way you can make the most amount of your money over time is through a more prudent investment strategy, not through the hot stock of the day or the, the, the speculation of the day. And we'll go into reasons why. But I just want to reframe that for people because so often what we're talking about isn't because we say, don't grow your money, make this boring. No, we want you to grow your money. We want you to grow your money a lot. So you have the freedom to do what you want to do, Mm -hmm. but it's done through investing, not through speculating. Well, the key is it's, it's, it's putting probabilities in your favor and controlling the things that you can control. Mm -hmm. And you have no control over what any stock does on any given day. At least I don't. I don't know anyone who does because to do that, you have to have cornered the market or have inside information, mm-hmm. right? And like trying to trying to bet on 
things to win or lose is not a good strategy for you and you're gonna feel like everything's stacked against you because you're more than likely not gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> investing, what does it feel like? It kind of can feel like watching grass grow. Mm-hmm. Or a tree. At least in comparison what? to like it does sound kind of boring. But guess what? If if you're investing in a manner at home right now that feels more like being at a blackjack table than like watching grass grow, you should be worried. Because if you're winning right now, I'm really excited for you, but you can just as easily lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I don't want to take this off topic, but just one of the reasons for that is we, we look at these stocks like GameStop. I'll keep using it as an example. We're seeing the huge gains. But with that come the huge losses. And now as an investor, if I'm investing and I my portfolio is down 10%, well, I need an 11% rate of return to get back to break even. Mm-hmm. If I'm investing and lose 50% of my portfolio, I need a 100% rate of return to get back to breaking even. Yeah. If I lose 80%, I need a 400% rate of return to break even. And so it's sometimes, yes, these stocks have huge, enormous gain potential, they fluctuate like this day to day, but when they're down, they're down big. And when you're down big, the amount of return you need just to even break even is enormous. And sometimes it's just very difficult to overcome. So if you want to make more money over time, sometimes the best way to make more is to lose less. And if you can do that through a more diversified portfolio, yes, it sounds boring like we're saying, but that is going to generate much more long-term wealth for you than trying to get the next hot stock I'm actually just going to come out and say that Investing in portfolios that you feel are boring is actually great. Like you, sh- I, in my mind, like unless you can have, I call it, I do call it with clients. I literally call it a cowboy or a cowgirl account. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, if you want to take a percentage of your net worth that you're okay having go to zero. So like, I go to Vegas with my wife every once in a while when it's not COVID. When we do, I just take a couple hundred dollars worth of cash, and that's what I get to play with in the casino. And you know what I walk into the casino thinking? I'm going to retire today. Exactly. I walk into the <laughs> casino thinking like this is my fun money. Yeah. And it's going to go to zero and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of what I'm there. It's part of the part of the experience of Vegas if I'm okay with that. So mm-hmm. that's what I do. But I never think that this is the money that's going to get me home on my flight. Yeah. If I did that, like it'd be detrimental. Yeah. 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 So know the purpose of your money. I do the same thing. Um, my 401ks, Roth IRAs, long-term money, it is diversified ETFs, mutual funds, etc. I have a play account that I take a certain amount each month and I have fun with. And I know I'll probably do way better in my 401ks and my long-term stuff, but I like the excitement of it. I like picking the stocks. Now, I'm not going to go short a stock like a GameStop because there is unlimited potential loss on that, but I'm going to invest enough where I could lose everything and it's not going to derail my plans or Ashland's plans one bit. So right. how, how should I think about this? You know, investing, there's no guarantees day to day, nope. month to month. So like how, how can you sit here and tell me that investing is going to turn out better than speculating over time? Because mm-hmm. you, you can look back over, over history to, to look at the facts. Okay. Right? That's a good starting point. So why don't we just look at, um, why don't we just think about like, so first of all, you know, whenever we've chatted about things, we've always talked about like the only free lunch that you have in investing is diversification. Which basically means like, you know, you can, so think of it this way. You can, you can choose, so speculating versus investing. I can choose to walk into a casino and go place my money on a single stock. Yep. And 
win or I can win or lose, right? And and maybe there's you know we could talk about doing that or not doing that. A, a simple way to broadly diversify my risk is I can walk in and I can say like, hey, rather than walk in and play the games, I just want to own the casino. I want to own everything that's invest invest that I can invest in, and I'm not going to worry about what wins or loses. I just want to go along for the ride with everyone. That inherently right there makes you a much safer place. Because like, just think of investing in one stock in the S&P 500 versus investing in all 500 companies. Mm -hmm. What are the chances of any one company going out of business? Mm. Just like, don't worry about the actual number, but what do you think? Is there a, is it Yeah, there's a chance, there's a small chance. Is it possible that one company could go out of business? It's likely that one of those companies will go out of business, yes. But is it possible that all 500 do at the same time? Very unlikely. If that happens, the world probably came to an end. Yeah. Right, so like right there, just that simple idea you are, you are dramatically decreasing the amount of risk that you're taking. Mm -hmm. Now, if you start to think about time frame instead, how long do I need to have this money invested for? Well, that shifts your, your perspective as well, right? We did a previous episode. I don't remember the exact number on it, but it was about investing. Mm -hmm. And in it, we we'll actually will just bring up the concept again. But like, if we took the S&P 500, those 500 largest companies, What's the chance that we have a positive return on that at, on a daily basis? Uh, it is 56%. Okay. So um, a little bit more than a coin flip. Yeah. So probably so, up, but could easily be down. So yeah. So you show up with your money and if you wanted to trade every single day, you could say, do I buy today or not? Well, the chances of that winning for you 56% of the time, you win. 44% mm -hmm. of the time, you don't. Mm -hmm. If you show up every day and choose whether or not to go. What if you only choose to do that one time a year? Uh, your odds increase to 75% chance. So you'll have a positive outcome. Yeah. So from 1926 all the way through, 75% of the time, stock market goes up. Mm -hmm. So because we've lengthened our time horizon, the odds are in our favor. Yeah, I like those odds more. What if we go to every five years? You are going to have a positive outcome 88% of the time. Wow. So it's getting better and better. And I'm liking this direction. 95%. Positive outcome over 10 years. And over 20 years, it's 100% of the time, it's a positive outcome. Yeah. So I can, rather than doing like one stock, am I going to watch it go up or down? Am I going to pay attention to the news cycle? How am I going to hit this pro properly? Like if you step away from that speculating to, I'm going to invest in the S&P 500 for the next 20 years and I'm not going to worry about what it does. Well, you just did a better job for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is, I like to frame this to people, investing is very much like gambling, except you're the house. In Vegas, Vegas isn't concerned if Scott walks in and he wins his first hand roulette. They're happy. Great. You won your first hand. Play again. Stay for an hour. Stay for five. Stay for a week. Because what they know is the more hands that you play, the more customers that they have, the odds are tilted in their favor just slightly each and every hand that you play. And when you multiply that by thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of, and millions, the odds are just stacked in their favor. Mm -hmm. So you as an investor, it's very, or you as a gambler, it's very exciting. It's just like speculating. I may make a bunch on this hand. I may lose a bunch. But over time, you're probably going to lose. Yep. If you're the house, you may lose that hand. You may win that hand. But you, you're not concerned about that. The longer you let this go on, you're just bringing in the profits. And it's almost guaranteed that that's going to happen. So that's how investing is like gambling, but you are the house where if you stick with it long enough, you are going to have that positive outcome. It just takes going through some periods where Scott comes in and wins a hand or two, or the investors, gamblers come in and win a hand or two. You're not going to be up every day, but over time, you're stacking those odds in your favor. Right. And But the, 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 the allure that happens, the thing that makes me worry so much about the people who like get 
the idea that you can step in and go win with these stocks the way that some people are doing is that it's exactly what happens to me when I'm at a blackjack table playing. I'll win four hands in a row, and all of a sudden, like, well, that's all me. Yeah, I'm hot. Had nothing to do with luck. <laughs> that's all me. I'm doing this. I'm, yeah. I'm making this happen. I'm yeah. great. But if I, I, I know in my heart of hearts that if I play long enough, the house is going to win. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it really is. It's stacking the odds in your favor is really what it's all about. But it's also about knowing the psychology of our own like minds and how we work and just knowing that like we are stacked to have like we're it we're designed to want to think that we're better at this than we actually are yeah yeah it's called overconfidence bias <laughs> and men have it in spades over women yeah like hands down yeah. right it's uh. just what happens but I, I just get i i see these stories about what's happening with these like some of these stocks and i just am so concerned for the uh, the investors out there who think that this is a good thing to go do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to bring up what you mentioned earlier is people are looking at this and saying, "Oh my gosh, it's the it's the big guy taking the little guy down again." You know, it's Wall Street stepping in and and limiting the little guy's ability to to make money. And there's some stuff that maybe shouldn't have happened, but the reality is, is maybe never been easier to make money in the stock market with how accessible investing is, with how easily you can get in for such small amounts, the system is in your favor if you know how to work the system, which is be broadly diversified, own the right types of investments, and let time do its thing. Yeah. And if you do that, it doesn't matter if you were in the GameStop, GameStop trade or not. It doesn't matter if you're in the AMC trade or not. It doesn't matter if you're in any of these trades or not. You are participating in the growth of thousands of companies over time. And that's going to make you significantly more money than than being on the right side of this trade. Yeah, I don't even could. care to get into like the details of all that because that's like a whole different can of worms in and of itself. Like the the guys on the on the forum versus the hedge fund guys. But realize that if you become a long term investor, what happens is, is you basically say to yourself, "I I believe that largely over time, pricings of the market are right, and they're going to shake out to be right." Right now. GameStop is one example where that's probably not true, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably not worth what it is worth right now. But guess what? Over time, it will shake out that it'll be the, the uh, roughly appropriate valuation. And so long as you're along for the ride the whole way, you don't care what stock's going to be the top stock 10 years from now versus the top stock today. You just want to be along for the ride with those stocks yeah, so that you get to reap the rewards mm-hmm. and be, basically what you're doing by if you're an indexer or or you just believe you know in your 401ks and whatnot you're saying you believe in capitalism you believe that someone's going to wake up tomorrow and start a new company that will be a fortune 500 company in fifth in well that happens faster and faster now in five years mm-hmm. and you don't have to know the name of that company you just have to go participate in the s&p 500 and now you already you participate in it yeah. you'll be there you'll you'll get to go along on that ride yeah it makes your life so much simpler, but it does feel like watching grass grow. It doesn't feel like being at a blackjack table. Yeah. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to add to this? No, it's kind of a ranting episode, but it's one. <laughs> it's it's one to do because we're saying it because we care about you guys. I'm down to rant with you. We Let's do it. We don't want you to to wade into areas that you're are gonna you're gonna find to be hurtful for you. Yeah. So if you are speculating at all. Only speculate with money that you literally don't care if it goes to zero. And if you do, um, please 
do something about that quickly. <laughs> and for the rest of you, uh, for most of our money, invest yeah. and invest for the long run so that you can build wealth for you and your family. Yes, agreed. Well, that's all I have. Same. So you have awesome. Thanks, Scott. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer in a future episode, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there'll be a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for Scott and I to answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.